Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in today for Nick and Ken. They'll be back coming up on Thursday, next couple days off. You can also check them out this weekend, getting you set for the divisional round. Uh, you can watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network and directly on the free Odyssey app. Also check us out on Twitch, YouTube, the BetQL Network. You could listen to You Better You Bet live on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. And uh, coming up shortly, we'll be on uh, Stadium as well. You can check that out. WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, as well as Tubi and more. So, Peach, we uh, hit on the Eagles, that collapse, the defensive side of the ball, the offensive struggles. Really quick, do you think Jalen's the guy? I mean, obviously, he's the franchise quarterback. Last year, looked like he was going to win the MVP before he got injured. But it was weird last night with the Dallas Goddard stuff, the A.J. Brown stuff. He didn't play last night, but he's wiped all of his uh, social media accounts, everything that says Philadelphia Eagles. He wants nothing to do with them anymore. Are you still sold on Jalen being an Alabama guy that he could, uh, that he's still the guy? So I think there are only like five, maybe six quarterbacks in this league that really can win games without having a lot of help around them, right? Mahomes, Lamar, Allen, mm. you know, these kind of guys, Stroud, all that. Uh, Jalen, I think is good enough. I mean, he, he proved he got to a Super Bowl last year. They easily could have won that game against the Chiefs, but I think he needs he needs some help around him. He needs a good offensive coordinator. Needs a good O line. He needs weapons around him. Um, you know, we have this conversation all the time, uh, Ryan. You look around the league at what some of these other teams have at quarterback, right? I mean, look at what the Jets had this season. Look what the Panthers. I know Bryce Young is is a rookie. But look what the Patriots had. Um, you know, so many of these teams week after week, it's just a disaster. The Steelers had trouble at quarterback. So I think the Eagles, considering where some of these other teams are with trying to find their quarterback, even though Jalen isn't one of the top five QBs in the league. I certainly think you can win with them. He proves that. I mean, there was a stretch where in regular season play, he was like 23-3 and in like his last 20, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. he, he had a crazy run. He was winning games. Um, I don't think he's one of the upper echelon quarterbacks like maybe we thought when he made the Super Bowl last year. But I do think Philadelphia can win with them, but they but they have to surround him. He needs a good offensive coordinator, um, and and he needs receiving help as well. We saw it last night. As great as Devontae Smith was, yeah. without A.J. Brown, without another great receiver out there, without an O-line that protects him, it's just it's not the same. I do worry a little bit, too, about Jalen. You know, even though he's such a great short yardage runner, he's just a great runner in general. 
I mean, you really just saw him this season, especially kind of wear down as the season went. He ran the ball one time last night, as you mentioned at the start of the mm-hmm. show. That's to me, that's insane for a playoff game where his rushing attempts were eight and a half for Jalen to only run the ball one time. I think that just speaks volume to Tampa Bay was bringing the blitz all night and the Eagles had no answer for it. So yeah. I think uh, it's an interesting offseason for Philly. I do think Jalen, they can win games with him, but he needs some help. I agree. I won't be surprised if he's the MVP of the league. I won't be surprised if they make a if they make a coaching change and they win 12, 13 games and they're back in the Super Bowl next year. I mean, I still think that's a great job. Offensive side, it just looked like the brains had left the building. Like defensively, John Gannon was a lot better than we thought. Yep. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I was a big Shane Steichen fan. And with like Nick Sirianni, the only reason I didn't love the Sirianni hire, if he's a great motivator, then that's different. And like you said, it looked like he lost the locker room the second half of the season. And even when he was in Indianapolis those couple years, those three seasons, he didn't call plays. You don't have to call plays. I mean, Matt LaFleur called plays for one year and the Tennessee offense wasn't even great. And now look what he's doing in Green Bay. But, um, yeah, man, they, they have to make a change. And if it's Mike Vrabel, if it's Bill Belichick, I think those are probably the best options. Let's also talk about the uh, Buffalo Bills, who last night uh, do win. They cover 31-17, so they cover all numbers. Uh, close 9.5, 10-point favorites in some uh, some spots. But the over uh, hits, so the total goes over 48. And if you bet that early on, you obviously got your money back mm-hmm. uh, as the time changed, as the day changed. But um, I did like the over a lot in that game. I did like Buffalo in that game. But, man, uh, Josh Allen, 21 of 30 yesterday, 203 yards. So he goes over, I'm sorry, under on his passing yards. But he had three touchdown passes, had that 52-yard rushing touchdown. And for the Steelers, uh, the tackling yesterday was brutal. But we were talking about quarterbacks. Who's their quarterback next season? Because right now, they're picking number 20 in the draft. I don't know if they're going to be able to move up. I don't know if it's Kenny Pickett. I don't think it's Mason no. Rudolph, who last night was 22 of 39, 229 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. What do you think they do next year? I certainly think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think they they have to, right, and hope they strike gold. I don't see the Steelers trading up to, like, number one or number two. That's just not how they operate. They're not going to give away their future like that. But, you know, maybe they maybe they draft a Penix. Maybe they draft a Bo Nix. Maybe they draft a J.J. McCarthy. Maybe they take a chance on a guy like Michael Pratt out of Tulane. Big body who I think could handle the cold weather out there in Pittsburgh. Um, so I do think they draft somebody. But I think they could go after a veteran-type quarterback as well. Um, Kirk Cousins? You know, maybe Justin a Kirk Fields. Cousins. Maybe, maybe a Justin Fields as well. I was throwing that all around on the show last night. I just, I don't know, man. Pittsburgh's another one of those teams that they need to get the quarterback, but they also need a young, hotshot offensive guy, too. I mean, they've just, it's been the same thing for the last three years. It's just they've been stuck in the mud. There's no creativity on offense. Um, Luke's holding up a five, our producer over there. It's been a long time since the Steelers have had a good offense like that. It's been since 2017. Yeah, 2017. Who was their last good OC? Was it Bruce Arians? Todd Haley? No, Todd Haley wasn't good, right? Luke was After a big like, guy. Todd Haley was, okay. was okay. Todd Haley was okay. He just didn't get along with Ben. Yeah. But it's been like five or six years since we've had a good offense, and it's been very frustrating being a Steelers What's fan. concerning, too, Ryan, is their defense in the postseason has not been good. And I know Watt's been hurt for some of these games, but I saw a stat that the Steelers have given up the most points in NFL history over this five-game stretch of the postseason dating over the last couple of years. So you think of the Steelers, you think Steel Curtain, defense, and yeah. then watching them the last few years, you know, they squeak into the playoffs, they don't have the offense to compete, but their defense hasn't been stopping these teams either. So 
I, the job Tomlin does year after year is insane. Like, it's incredible that he gets the most out of his team. But the Steelers almost kind of put themselves in just, like, football hell because they have the 20th pick in the draft this yeah. year. And they're not good enough to win a Super Bowl, but they're not bad enough to have a top-five pick. And it's like they're just going to continue to go through the same cycle year after year until they finally find their quarterback. It's kind of like with coaching this year. Like, if I want my next head coach, I want to make that hire this year. While it's Ben Johnson, like these names that we're talking about, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick. And if I want a quarterback, I want a quarterback this year, even if I have to move up. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to get those top guys, Caleb Williams or Drake May. But I would take a shot with Michael Penix, especially if he goes late, like if it's a second or third round pick. Yeah. I would take a shot with Bo Nix. I thought Bo Nix at Oregon that first year, that might be just like the system. But then Kenny Dillingham left, and he still completed, what, like 75% of his passes. A lot of it like kind of dinking and dunking, but he makes the right throws. Uh, I love Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels could be Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's like a skinny version, but yeah. he's electric. He could make all the throws down the field. So I would move up for somebody like that. But then next year, you look at that class, and I'm not fully sold yet on Quinn Ewers. Um, you know, I like Shador Sanders. Yeah, I do but, too. But if I want a quarterback, I'm getting a quarterback this year. So like you said, if if they stand pat at 20, I don't know what they're able to do. But I don't know. Maybe they can move up. But I don't think Kenny Pickett's the guy. Uh, no, I don't I think agree. Mason Rudolph's the guy. Although last night it wasn't all on Mason Rudolph. I thought he actually played pretty well. Like Broderick too. Jones was making his first start at tackle. He yeah. was a mess, man, um, in pass protection. The tackling on the defensive side of the ball was a mess. And that's the problem with the Steelers is with T.J. Watt on the field, that could be a top 12, top 15 defense still. Uh, without him on the field, especially the pass defense, it's rough. And the tackling last night was rough. Even Minka Fitzpatrick, and I know he's playing hurt, but yep. he gets shrugged off by Shakir um, on that touchdown that, ultimately ends up being the uh, the uh, clincher if you bet the game. And then uh, the Josh Allen long touchdown run. That can't happen. 52 yards. He just jukes a defender like that. So the tackling was bad. The defense wasn't great. Um, but still, I think Mike Tomlin has to be back. Unless he doesn't want to be back. You saw the press conference where he just walked up from the podium. He didn't like that question too much. You think he's back, though? I do think he's back. I do think he's back. The Steelers certainly want him back. Um, you know, I think Tomlin certainly considers his options, but ultimately I do think he comes back and I think he's the head coach. Steelers have an issue too with the fact that they cannot win games when TJ Watt's not on the field. Right. I understand he's a great player, arguably the best defensive player in football, but like you got to find a way to win games without the guy. And I get the Bills are, you know, they were 10 point favorites. They should win that game. But in general, I mean, we all know the splits when Watt plays and when he doesn't. So. You know, TJ's probably a guy who's going to get hurt again throughout his career. It's just kind of been the way it is. That's the way he plays. They got to find a way to navigate that. Um, but yeah, man, it seems like for like the last three or four years, it's just been the same story for the Steelers. But I will say for Buffalo last night, like how should they feel waking up this morning? You go up 21 nothing. That blocked field goal completely changes the game and give Pittsburgh life. You end up winning the game by 14. It was a seven-point game with 10 minutes to go in a game where it really never felt like Pittsburgh ever had a chance. But if George Pickens doesn't fumble and essentially gives Buffalo a touchdown, and if Rudolph doesn't throw an interception in the end zone, like that game could have gotten really interesting. So I know everybody's high on the Bills right now. They yeah. continue to win games. They're three-point favorites against Kansas City. Josh Allen didn't have a turnover last night. Like they did everything that they were supposed to do. And at the end of the day, like, you know, that that game was we were one play away from it getting really, really interesting. So uh, it's a credit to Tomlin again, how the Steelers had no business being in that game and they found a way to keep it close. But I just I don't know about Buffalo, Ryan. I don't know. I can't wait for this game against the Chiefs. But uh, 
We'll see, man. We'll see what happens. They're a team, though, that I certainly think that they uh, they are beatable for sure. Bills Chiefs, that's coming up Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Like you said, there's a three out there right now with the Chiefs. At BetMGM, it's minus 125. I want to see where this closes. I would assume two and a half, two, right? But, I mean, Mahomes at three, very, very tempting. I have the Bills futures, but, um, like, the Chiefs lead the league in drops. You know, I, I like Rasheed Rice. I, Travis Kelsey looks washed out there, but, I mean, he could still make plays, obviously. He could still go off for 10 receptions in this matchup against Buffalo. Yeah. But Buffalo, kind of the same thing. I like Shakir. Uh, Stephon Diggs, I like. Dalton Kincaid was awesome last night in his first playoff game. But I don't know. I do feel like something's missing, really on both sides of the ball. And then I worry a little bit in this matchup going against Mahomes, even with the drops and even with that wide receiver room just because of their secondary. I mean, you you already lost Trey White for the season, you know, months ago. Um, I love Rasul Douglas, but he's been dealing with an injury. So we'll see. Can't wait to watch that game. Then we got the other AFC matchup coming up and we got the uh, Texans now taking a little bit of money. They're down to nine, nine point dogs coming here to Baltimore to take on the Ravens total in the game. 44, your Ravens. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the wild card game because CJ Stroud, it just shows, man, like we're talking about Pittsburgh. It really is for some of these teams. You're just a quarterback away and CJ Stroud in his first playoff game. And you could say a lot about Bobby Slowick, who was in his bag, but he was 16 to 21, 277 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. All three of those touchdowns came off play action. Two of them were big plays to uh, the tight ends, Brevin Jordan and Dalton Schultz. But Stroud was so damn good, man. Felt bad about your Browns money line bet. And I felt bad for our guy, Joe Flacco, because it was over really quickly. I didn't. But, I'm, man. I'm happy that he's not now playing the Ravens. Okay. I know. Yeah, I was yeah, terrified. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Texans, it's, I mean, you said it's slow Stroud, the job that they've been able to do. Like, do we really remember how bad the Texans were last year? I mean, I know we they had the number two overall Win total pick, was five and a half coming into the season, and I, and I, I went under. I mean, we, they, were, they were awful. And, like, I like Stroud a lot at Ohio State, but I— Certainly never thought he'd be this good, especially this good, this fast. Um, so it was it was impressive. You know, Cleveland, their defense all season has been rated towards the top in the NFL, but they just have not been the same on the road like they have been at home. And that was that was no different on Saturday. Their defense just Ryan, I, I mean, it was so easy for for Houston. It wasn't the fact that they were scoring, but mm-hmm. just the uh, the receivers and how open they were, whether it was that Brevin Jordan touchdown or whether it was the Dalton Schultz one. C.J. Stroud missed a wide-open one to Nico Collins. Like, that was an easy touchdown as well where there was, like, five yards of separation. So the Browns' defense, you know, as great as it was this season, they got to figure out why they play so differently on the road than yeah. they do at home. And then Flacco is a great story. Um, you know, you you thought that there would have been a game like this sooner than when it actually happened, but he, he throws an interception every game, if not two. The problem with this game was that when Joe threw an interception, they got returned for touchdowns, right? Yeah. It's one thing to throw a pick, but when those turns in turn into pick sixes, that that's what gets you. And that was the problem, man. See, um, like that's I, I would have bet Houston a little bit bigger, but my concern was Cleveland, I know the home road splits on the defensive side of the ball, they're obviously a much better team, like you said, at home. But I thought the down to down, like the standards standard stuff, they'd be able to hold their own. They'd give up a couple explosives, but man. They gave up a ton of explosives. Nico Collins was awesome. He caught six of his seven targets, 96 yards. He also had a touchdown in that game. And then, like, going back to Houston and just coming into the season, a lot of people ripped the draft picks. Remember moving up for Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud? They got both of their guys, and Will Anderson was freaking awesome. He had, in that game, a sack. He had five hurries. Again, he only played 31 pass rushing snaps. He's not even fully healthy. 
and he had a sack and five hurries in his first playoff game, and they were all over Joe, man. He got sacked four times in that game, and Houston's defense look legit. They only give up 14 points. They win the game 45-14, but do you expect them to be able to do that now on the road against a team like Baltimore going against Todd Monk and Lamar Jackson, that offense and that offensive line. Cause yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, clearly like they were juiced with the home crowd. Cause even like their linebackers, Christian Harris was awesome. And that pass defense was really the struggle for Houston all year. So I don't know if they could do that again. You know, I will say the Texans were really good against the AFC North this season, right? They played the Ravens all the way back in week one, CJ Stroud's rookie debut. So you really don't count that. Blew out the Steelers, obviously the Browns on Saturday. Remember, they beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals in the middle of the year. So AFC North dominated the NFC West this year, but the Texans held their own against the North. So I think they can give the Ravens a game. Take a quick break. When we come back, you better, you bet. We got to recap what went down in Big D out in Jerry's world. Is Mike McCarthy out in Dallas? He should be right now, I think. But uh, it's Tuesday, January 16th, and he's still head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for now. We'll talk about that. It's you better, you bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser, filling in for Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.